0: Welcome to Tech Refresh with Kim Commando and friends from Commander.com with a K. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O. Gangs all here, Kim, Allie, Ben. All right, I'm Mike, and today the deep dive topic is spring cleaning. Oh, your computer, yes, inside and out. And we've also got a secret ways that you can... Bu- Secret messages to your friends, and they won't show up on your uh, your chat on your phone. All right, so let's get to the news first. Here's Kim.
1: Do you remember a couple of weeks ago there was that picture of Khloe Kardashian on the internet? Do you remember that, guys? Oh yes. sure, sure. I think it, you yeah, sure, yeah. You know, I felt really sorry for her because here's a photo of you in a bikini. She's thirty six. She's had a kid, and she's beautiful. And her whole family's like, oh, my gosh, we have got to get this off the Internet, okay, which begs the question, can you ever get anything off the Internet? And the answer is no, you can't. I mean, there's just no way you can do it. And the reason why I bring that up is that the FBI arrested this guy this past week. 28-year-old Seth Penley is his name. And he wanted to destroy. He said he could, quote, unquote, kill off 70 percent of the Internet by blowing up Amazon data centers. And he was going to start with one in Virginia. And so here's how it came down. The FBI says that Penley boasts about being present at the January 6th Capitol attack. And then it was reported by a citizen a few days later that he posted in a forum online about his plan to conduct a little experiment, in his words. And then he started discussing this plan with FBI informants. And then the FBI gets involved with the CIA. And then he was arrested after taking some boxes, what he thought were plastic explosives from an undercover agent, and placing them in his vehicle. So luckily, we got the guy and he faces 20 years in prison. But then this begs the other question. Can the Internet ever be destroyed? Is it possible for somebody like Seth to put a whole bunch of explosives in data centers and then suddenly we're not able to get to Facebook? Oh, my gosh, what would we do with that? I don't know how we'd spend all of our time. The answer is no. The longer answer is that foreign governments or organized groups, they can and they have caused significant disruptions to Internet traffic. I mean, let's talk about Russia and China. They can sever these undersea cables. That's not a big deal. But in the end, the Internet will survive because there is no central off switch. So if you are thinking about taking down 70 percent of the Internet, um, it's just not going to
0: happen. That's probably a good thing.
1: It was. It is a good thing. And I mean, that was the way it was designed. <laughs> it was designed by Tim Berners-Lee to be decentralized so that no foreign entity, no government, no committee could have complete control over the Internet, which, you know, brings us things like, you know, Twitter, Facebook. So the bottom line is that there's no off switch. And it was designed that way by Tim Berners-Lee so that no government, no entity. No committee could have complete control of the Internet. So that's why we have all these great things online, like Facebook and Twitter <laughs> and YouTube and memes and, oh. and. Commander.com.
2: Yeah, there you go.
1: And yes, of course. Thank you, Allie. Well,
2: and it's a good thing, too, because you see when Facebook or Twitter occasionally does go down for like 30 minutes even and people just lose their mind. They don't know what to do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. Ben, you say you lost one of your favorite gadgets for your home theater. Tell us about it.
2: Well, I still have it, but it's sad news. It's been discontinued. Kim, you remember a couple months ago I brought on my Logitech Harmony Universal Remote to talk about on the show?
1: Yeah, you were pretty excited about that. I mean, I was like, I mean, your conversations with your wife must be so thrilling. Look, honey, look what I did with the Logitech Harmony Remote.
2: <laughs> she hates that thing, and you know, she rolls her eyes anytime I add something new to it. Well, if if you haven't heard of them, they're a whole lineup of hub-based remotes. Some have touch screens. You can control different devices. You can make activities and routines.
1: The whole idea is so on the table, you don't have five or six different remotes. You just have one Harmony remote that does everything, right, Ben?
2: Yeah, but there are universal remotes, and then there are universal remotes. So I'll just push one button, and it knows to turn on my projector, my receiver, my Roku, a couple TVs flanking my projector. It turns on everything in a certain order, including lights.
1: God, you're such a geek.
0: Yes. How many streaming devices do you have? Do you Have you ever counted those up? Well,
2: it's part of the grand 85 or so things I have connected. <laughs> um, between <laughs> Roku TVs and streaming devices, more than 10.
0: Yeah, that's amazing.
2: So if you've had one like this, all is not lost. There are lots of other universal remote controls out there. And one of the reasons Logitech is going away from this is that a lot of those remotes can do everything that this does anyway, not to mention Alexa. So you don't need to worry about that. And if you have it, Logitech's already said they're going to keep supporting existing customers with updates as long as they're continuing to use them.
3: That seems
1: vague. That's surprising.
2: Yeah. It does, because I couldn't find a number of how many people actually use them. Just I know. I was worried about myself when I was trying to find this information. So,
3: you'll be adding new things in 2030 to that remote. Be like, "Oh, look, the
1: lawnmower, the robotic lawnmower works with the Logitech Harmony
2: remote." All right.
0: Uh, Allie, Google's new tracking that might be installed on your browser. What's that all about?
3: Well, Google, they're leading the charge to get rid of these trackers that follow you around the internet because they care about your privacy so much. Mm. Not really. They're just replacing it with a different one. And yes, it might be in your Chrome browser right now. Bad news. I want to all get on the same page. What's a cookie? That's what we're talking about here. Third-party cookies. It's a little piece of data, travels with you online to track everything. What you click, uh, what you exit out of, what you read. Um, handy things like your passwords, but really it's just trying to get data that is then packaged up and sold to advertisers about you. Google's new solution, it's called Flock. Flock. Federated Learning of Cohorts. And if you think they didn't give it a tricky name that sounds fancy and not like super secret tracker in your browser, you know, they did that on purpose. So essentially it's group tracking and not individual. And they just flipped the switch and it's installed right now for millions of people on Chrome. I'm not going to give you the website to check here because you're never going to remember it, but go to commando.com, search Google tracking and in Chrome, you can click one button, see if you have it installed Now, this is all based around, like the name says, cohorts. So you're grouped with other people who click and like things like you do. Is this really going to make you more anonymous? Is it really better for your privacy? Eh, Not really. Um, We'll see what happens, but I wouldn't bet on it. Um, Is there a way to opt out? You have a couple options. So it's only in Chrome, so you can opt out of all third-party trackers. You can also just stop using Chrome right now if you really don't like the idea of it and don't want to deal with those steps. It's not in any other browser, even the ones that run on Chromium like Edge and Brave and all those. So get rid of Chrome or turn off all your third-party trackers.
0: I have a question. So yes. i uh, I have do I have several profiles with uh, through all the big – so for Amazon, for example, I buy Amazon stuff at home, but I've occasionally signed into Amazon at work. So now my work computer has my Amazon account. Wait a minute. And Wait it. A minute.
1: Okay, wait a minute. Are you shopping on Amazon during business hours
0: for your presents, uh, for your oh. Christmas present, and you know, you should, birthday I present?
1: I didn't. I didn't know that your face could turn that shade of red. That was
0: interesting. So, um, do I then? Is my profile in both places, or is it? Does it depend? Or it's all. It's in. It's not. It's not a separate profile. It's, no. It is. Because
1: if you're signed in, it's probably. It's if you're signed in, they're tracking everything tied to that
0: profile. Wow, that's and a lot of people. That's a
1: good point because a lot of people don't realize that 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 happens on Facebook. They just stay logged into Facebook because it's like, well, why do I want to enter in that stupid password? Again? But everywhere you go,
0: anything that you do when you're signed into Facebook is also. All right, coming up, how to send secret messages that won't be in your text conversations. We're going into spy mode with Allie. And in a few minutes, our tech tip about spring cleaning. It's uh, brand new or not true, is just ahead as well on Tech Refresh with Kim Commando and friends from Commando.com. Welcome back to Tech Refresh with Kim Commando and friends from Commander.com with a K. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O. We've got brand new or not true just ahead. First of all, let's start out with a quick tip on how to send secret messages that won't be in your text conversations.
3: All right. I'm not going to get into motives here. Why you might want to be secretive. That's up to you. But this is pretty cool. So instead of sending a text or having a different app that that you can send messages from, open up your notes app in an iPhone. Now, if you have a pen handy, write this down. If not, I know you can rewind and, and and find this later. So in the notes app, you are going to create a new note and then you can share it. So in the top, you can click a little icon and share it with someone. And then in the sharing options, you can note that they can make changes to it. And so then you have this shared note on your phone. Both of you can add to it.
0: Ooh, pretty yeah, slick. you can
3: both add to it. Everybody, you know, you both can see it, but not your messages
0: all right so that is a great tip thank you Allie. and it's time now for america's newest national game show sensation where you can play and guess is it brand new or not true every week literally thousands of new product sites apps and services are announced in the technology world some are destined for greatness others not so much oftentimes products sound crazy outlandish and ridiculous you sit back and think what were they thinking Hey, when playing Brand New or Not True, we're going to present you with three products, sites, or ideas. Now, number one, you can't go on Google and look it up. That's cheating. We do want you to guess at home. By the way, if you want to come on and be a guest for our Brand New or Not True, I'm going to give you an email at the end of the podcast, and maybe you can uh, join us. And also, we're going to present you, the home listener, with three product sites or ideas. It's up to you to decide. Two of the products are fake, and one
2: is real. The theme this week is practical. Okay. <laughs> covers a lot of ground, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay, well, this one, the first, is geared towards the older population, or people with hearing problems who don't always realize their smartphone is ringing, especially if it's on silent. The Blink, that's Blink with a Q, is a mid-sized table lamp With a simple candlestick base and one added piece of tech, it connects to a smartphone via Bluetooth, and the LED light will flash with blink every two seconds when a call comes in, regardless of whether the lamp is turned on or off. The flash alerts will continue until the call is answered or otherwise dismissed. It supports most modern smartphones with the Bluetooth 5.0 standard and stays connected up to 50 feet away, depending on walls and other obstacles. Blink Table Lamp, lamp is an as-seen-on-TV product available at many big-box retailers for $119.
0: Okay. Okay, the Blink Lamp for $119. Product number two.
2: Let's face it. Your earbuds can be gross. Dirt. Earwax. It builds up over time, so you can manually clean them with a Q-tip or some other tedious method. But why do that when you can just drop them in a tiny washing machine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get rid of earwax with the Cardlax Automatic Washer, shaped like a tiny washing machine that goes on a table. Just pop open the top and first let the spinning brushes get rid of the stuff on the hard-to-reach places of your AirPods or other wireless earbuds, then drop them into the cleaning drum. No, there's no water if your earbuds are clean with 70% alcohol mist as they spin around. They should come out as good as new, and then you can just rinse out the washer. Earbuds Washer is a Kickstarter project you can back for 35 bucks. expected to ship in June.
0: That is what I said. Ben always comes up with the great products. Uh, product number three.
2: <laughs> All right. So, well, remember we used to travel a lot. Garment steamers, if you ever go on business trips, they're not small. Even the handheld variety is bulky, not exactly easy to take on trips. So, for that, there's the Steamer To Go Compact Garment Mitt. As the name suggests, it's a mitt. On the palm side is a ceramic steam plate, and on the back, a collapsible 1.5-ounce water tank. There's three heat settings, and it's powered by a rechargeable battery. It's insulated to keep your hand cool, and there's a handle grip to safely remove the mitt with your other hand and set it on a travel stand to cool down. When packed in the included travel pouch, it's only three inches thick as long as the water tank is empty. The steamer to-go has been successfully backed on Indiegogo and is set for release this fall $49.99.
3: Yeah, getting wrinkles
0: out. All right. We've got the three products, the uh, the Blink Lamp, the Tiny Washing Machine, which is the Cardlex Earbud Washer, and the uh, Steamer To-Go Mitt. Wow. Uh, these all sound fake. <laughs> these all sound fake. <laughs> um, two are fake, and only one is real. Okay, so the real product is it the steamer to go? Is it the tiny washing machine? I say first I'm gonna eliminate the tiny washing machine. That seems pretty really ridiculous to me. So uh, okay, and then the blink lamp seems so ridiculous. The steamer to me, you know what? <sighs> I'm gonna go with the blink lamp is the real product. I don't know why anybody would want it, but I've just taken a wild guess. Go ahead.
3: Okay. I'm going to eliminate the steamer to go first because I'm picturing all the lawsuits when someone steams themselves. Um, (laughs)
0: Burns themselves. Yeah. Yep.
3: So out on that one, the tiny washer, that would make a really funny gag gift or like um, (laughs) secret Santa, that kind of thing. Uh So I like it in that sense, but the lamp seems the most realistic to me. Um, I think Ben maybe pulled one over on us, but I'm going to go with you. I'm going to say... Um, the flashing lamp is the real product.
0: All right. Ben, tell us the fake products first.
2: Okay. The fake products. We'll start with the steamer to go.
0: <laughs> Yay.
2: You're right. Even with the insulated, you know, I try to come up with all kinds of safety. Uh,
0: the
3: steam burn to go.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Steam burn to go. <laughs> <laughs> or put it in a bag when it's still hot. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you can just like, oh, that's great. <laughs> so well, now we come to what's real. Is it what you guys chose or is it the earbuds washer? Well, the light is real, but not a lamp. You can actually get tiny little LEDs that you can mount, you can stick on to like surfaces, but they don't make it in a lamp. Your little earbuds washer? (laughs) Oh, it's real. It's real.
0: Oh, wow. Uh, Wow.
3: Why in the world? Well, that's what you're getting for uh, Secret Santa.
0: If, if I, I ever 35 get you. Bucks. that's the early yeah. yeah, bird price. We'll, we'll get that for Kim for Christmas this year. No, her birthday's coming up.
3: <laughs> there we go. Perfect gift. I hope she doesn't listen to this. You part. know,
0: she does. All right. So uh, that's it for this week's edition of Brand New or Not True. Thank you, Ben. You stumped us again. Uh, up next, we're going to take a look at our deep dive topic, which is uh, about cleaning your tech. That's going to be a good topic. And also, uh, an email with fake antivirus bill. Leads to a tech support, um, another tech support scam. All right, we'll talk about that on Tech Refresh from Kim Commando and Friends and Commando.com. Welcome back to Tech Refresh with Kim Commando and Friends from Commando.com. Every week we give you the inside scoop on what's going on in tech so you can be the source of tech information for your friends and family. This week we take a look at uh, spring cleaning. Yeah, that's always a good thing to do.
3: Yeah, all so depending on what numbers you look at, your phone is probably, you know, between seven and ten times dirtier than a toilet seat. Really gross. All of our tech is pretty gross if you think about it. We're touching stuff all day long, and then we're on our phone touching our keyboard. So this isn't one of those deep dives where I'm going to come at you with a bunch of stats. I want us to all talk about how do we keep our stuff clean? And yes, on the outside, because that's important, it's gross, um, but also on the inside. Um, We talked about this on the Kim Commando show recently. Uh, I talked about some tricks that I had found and tried out for cleaning tech. One that I want to share here because I found myself doing this a few times. If your keyboard is gross and full of dirt, I know yours is. It's full of dust and stuff. um, Grab either. There's two options. You can grab a piece of tape and kind of hold it taut. And then you just pull it through the keys and all the gross stuff in there sticks to the tape. It's awesome and disgusting. Totally worth doing. If you don't have tape around or don't want to deal with it, you can also just grab a Post-it note. That sticky end does the same thing. It's easy to hold. Um, So I I know you're going to be doing this at your desk if you're at work right now. So give it a try. But first, let's start here. So Ben, with all of your tech gadgets and gear, I know that you maintain it well. So what's a little trick or something that you always find yourself doing that you wish more people did?
2: I always clean my screens. Well, my phone, I clean the whole thing. I've, I use those wipes, the little alcohol, and they're made for electronics, so they're not overly saturated. But I i take my phone out of my case, and I, I do the screen. I do the sides, the port, the back, do the inside of the case before I put it back in. But I'll do the same thing on my iPad screen, on my laptop screen, and the keyboard. You know, I'll just make sure that it's turned off and go over that. That's what I do more often, most often.
3: How often do you find yourself doing that?
2: The phone, weekly. Yeah. Everything else, every couple of weeks, maybe a little longer. This is
3: funny. Before, so last year when COVID started and it became like you have to sanitize all your stuff, you have to sanitize it all the time. I got into the habit of wiping down my phone. I could probably count on one hand before that the number of times I'd actually clean my phone. But now it's a habit. <laughs> it's great. I do it all the time. I hope I never stop because COVID or not. Your phone is so gross. Yeah, and your
2: keyboard. And you're right about the keyboard too. And one of the things you mentioned those tricks. One of the things I would like I would like to try is that goop that we sometimes put in our shopping stores. That keyboard goop that's just
3: yeah, it's a little container of goop is a really good word for it. You basically it's like slime kind of stuff. You grab a little handful of it and then you stick it in your keyboard and it pulls it pulls all the dust and dirt out with it. Oh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's like less than ten bucks.
0: But you didn't. We mentioned the dishwasher trick for the keyboard <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's for your earbuds Did that turn out- <laughs> there actually oh. is a cool if you don't want to buy a little tiny washing machine. There is a cool trick for earbuds if there's junk stuck inside them. You know that poster um poster stick stuff called blue tack. Uh-huh. so you can take that. you can use play-Doh, any kind of sticky stuff, take a little ball of it, stick it in the earbud, and then when you pull it out, all the junk is stuck to it. I would say throw your blue tack away yeah, after that, yeah. yeah. That one's pretty gross. Screens. So Ben, do you just use wipes um, for that? Yes. Yeah. To your your computer monitors too, and all your TVs.
2: No, I've got. Uh, I don't remember what it's called, but I do actually have a, a a spray that's safe for electronics monitors. The little wipes are too small for like you know TVs or or larger computer monitors. So I use that in one of those like microfiber cloths.
3: Right. I would say I've probably cleaned my TV. I don't know. Three times. (laughs) You just don't touch it. Right. You don't touch it with your fingers. I dust it. So um, what about you, Mike? Is there any are you a like I got to keep this clean person or do you realize eventually like everything is covered in dust? I have to do something.
0: Well, I was going to say I have these little (gasps) lights right here. They're right by my desk. Uh, I found a big box of them and I use them all the time. The phones, the screens, all that stuff. And then, as far as uh, everything else, compressed air. Yeah. Right? You can buy those cans of compressed air, and you just give it a couple of squirts, especially in the back of TVs where they have slots for the heat. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, um, little port
0: absorption or whatever. Yeah. So you just throw that. That's in there. a
3: good point too for anything that's a little port. Don't shove stuff in there. You don't want to ever put like an object inside those. Um, and then, if we real quick, I want to think about the inside of our tech. So. I mostly am thinking about my computer and stuff that I do, I would say once a month or so, um, just to keep things clean. I do three things. One, my downloads folder. I go in, I get rid of stuff I don't need. We all download a bunch of stuff. We don't actually need it anymore. Clear it out. And then my desktop. I have a bad habit of saving things to my desktop. And then I go look at my computer and it's like half the screen filled up with icons. And then the last one is my inbox. So I have the inbox set up where... I get all of my important mail on top and then all the other stuff kind of goes to the side. And if I don't remember to go through that other stuff, well, I've got a really full inbox. So what about you guys? Anything, Ben, anything you do consistently? I
2: have to keep my email box just good to go all the time. (laughs) No more than 10, either in my personal or my work. Yeah. Got to keep it under control. Everything else. Yeah. Downloads. I check that every few months. Clear that up. Temporary files. Same with my phone. I'll go through... Uh, the different folders and just look for apps I don't use anymore that I never used and just like delete those.
0: That's a good reminder. Yeah. Um, For me, actually that's funny because email, I don't delete anything. I, I save everything. Somebody actually told me in broadcasting a long time ago, save everything. And so I got into that habit and it's more about, so as like audio projects aren't huge, huge, Mm But let's say we're doing the show. For the show, it's probably about, I don't know, three or five gigabytes per week. But uh, I keep that local on my computer. Then it moves into an archive computer, so it's not local. Mm -hmm. And then after maybe two years, then I'll delete everything that's the supporting materials and just save the hours. So we've got all the hours saved from the Kim Commando show back to 2001, believe it or not.
3: Wow. Are you as organized with your personal stuff your own yes
0: exactly the same thing with the real estate most of it lives in the cloud i have everything then um on my personal computer which actually they uh sync to each other and then as i delete stuff i never delete because it's mostly documents all right so it's a video or even some pictures that i don't need anymore i might delete those but documents no i keep that forever look
3: at that mike the most organized among us who knew (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, I think I learned that from somebody whose initials are KK, oh, but I won't I give know it her. away. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, all right. So it's a Tech Refresh podcast with Kim Commando and friends. One of the things we do promise every week is to keep you from getting scams. So uh, every week we talk about a new scam you need to watch out for. This week it's an email scam. Go ahead.
2: Yes. Yeah, so tech support scams have been a staple for those creeps for years, you know, like the classic You get a pop-up that something is wrong with your computer, so you have to call quote-unquote tech support to fix it. The person who answers has you install software that allows them to take over your computer, and you've been had. This one is like that, but with a different lure. So email defense firm Vader Secure has spotted a new trend where people are getting emails that appear to be from real antivirus companies like McAfee and Norton, and they're urgent. Basically, they say that your antivirus subscription is about to be renewed for no, hundreds of dollars unless you call this number right now to cancel okay and then you call and the person on the other ends directs you to a malicious site that impersonates real services like best buys geek squad and they instruct you to download software that once again gives scammers remote access to your computer and potentially a lot of sensitive information now we have more about this new spin on this tech support scam at commando.com but it comes down to a few things don't panic The scammers are counting on you acting on your emotions to cancel something you don't even have. And if it looks suspicious, delete it. If you're not sure, open a new tab and visit the site directly. Don't click any links or attachments.
0: Excellent tip, Ben. Thank you very much for that. And just ahead, Little stuffed Dragon has quite the adventure, but it ends well in an airport. That's next on Tech Refresh with Kim Commando and friends from Commando.com. Hey, thanks for listening to the Tech Refresh podcast heard exclusively on the Kim Commando Explains podcast from commando.com. If you haven't already, make sure you click the subscribe button so you get this podcast delivered to you automatically every week, every Friday with the Kim Commando Explains podcast. It also gets you the special feature every week. This week, it's a full hour of the Kim Commando show, and it's actually what we call scoped. So The Kim Commando Show, without all the commercials, which is what you get when you join the Kim Commando community. So it's kind of a taste of the Commando community. By the way, at the end of that podcast, there is uh, a way that you can get a free month of the Kim Commando community and just uh, try it out. So, again, that's Kim Commando Explains Podcast. And just look for Commando, K-O-M-A-N-D-O. On your podcast player in the search area, and we've got a stuffed not chicken but a stuffed is it a dragon that was uh on quite the adventure
2: yes, so this is a heartwarming story out of my hometown, Oklahoma City, about a little girl's stuffed dragon that was almost lost forever here's what happened as told by the Will Rogers World Airport Facebook page late March family travels to Oklahoma City for a visit and scale the dragon was accidentally left behind somewhere in the airport. It didn't take long for the little girl to notice, so her mom called the airport to see if someone could find Scale. And you know what? An employee managed to locate the dragon pretty quickly, a dragon that ended up going on quite the adventure around the airport. In that same social media post, photos were shared of Scale sitting on a park bench just outside the airport, then checking out the flowers near a statue of Will Rogers. Scale also took a ride in a Southwest Airlines wheelchair and stopped by their ticket counter to help celebrate the airline's birthday. There were a couple of other stops, and when the family finally arrived to pick up the tiny dragon, the little girl also got a couple of souvenirs to help commemorate Scale's adventure at Will Rogers World Airport.
0: Scale the magic dragon is what it is.
3: That is so cute. I love that. I bet that little girl will remember that forever. Oh,
0: no, she will. Uh, if you'd like to comment about the podcast, good or bad, mostly good, send us an email to at commander.com. Again, that's podcast@commander.com. On behalf of Kim, Ben, Allie, I'm Mike. We'll see you next time. And for the latest digital news articles anytime, go to commander.com with a K. K-O-M-A-N-D-O.